estate. It used to be in fashion to have the biggest house on the block. And now people are saying, I'd like to have the biggest life on the block, right? So do you ever help families go from a big space down to a smaller one? And what does that look like? Oh, wow. I have just done that. Uh, Family moved from 3,000 square foot to a 2,000 square foot to an 800. Oh, my goodness. Hi there, everybody. Kendall Young with Digs here with the Love Your Digs podcast, where we bring all sorts of local businesses and opportunities that will help you love your digs more. Today is March 13th, 2019, and we are in the very last stages of getting our first annual Crescenta Valley Community Garage Sale together. That sale is going to happen Saturday, March 13th. 30th. And the deadline for signing up is actually this Friday, March 15th. So not a lot of time. When you sign up, we will be putting your enlist. We'll be putting directional signs up for you, pointing to you, to your people, to your house for your sale, as well as taking those signs down. And we're also printing a map of all of the locations that are participating to get those eager shoppers coming to your house. So if you're interested in participating, sale takes place March 30th. 30th and the deadline for signups is March 15th. You can still put the sale on. It's just, we're not going to know about it. You draft off of what we're doing, but that leads me to this month's podcast guest, Miss Vivian Mayhew. Vivian is a certified uh, Comrie organizer. So that is the, um, the, the, the philosophy that comes from Marie Kondo and her international bestseller of the magic art of tidying up. It's a super cool book. If not funny, it's very effective. Um, and so if you wanted to take advantage of her, of, of Vivian's expertise and what she's going to be sharing with us, you could tidy up your house in the next two weeks and then sell all the stuff that no longer sparks joy at our community garage sale. But before we get into our interview with Vivian and her tips on how you can implement the magic of tying in your house, we have the Diggs Marketing Moment for the residential sales in Glendale, California. So this year, 2019, we had a rockier start than, than normal, and it's because inventory shot up. In fact, it went up over 20% um, than when you compare it to January of 2018. But the number of homes that sold in January was pretty much exactly the same as it was last year. And so that meant we had a lot more inventory or available inventory. We call it month supply of inventory. In fact, it was a several year high of 3.4 months worth of supply for a couple of years or more, we have been hovering between a month and a half and two months worth of inventory. So 3.4 is a really significant um, jump. And th- you knew that, right? Because you've seen a lot more signs out in, in your neighborhood and the signs are staying up for longer. Um, and so it's it, it just seems like the market is getting softer. So the translation to all of this is that we're still in a seller's market. Uh, seller's market is up to six months worth of inventory. So we're still seller's market. But it's not as strong of a seller's market as it was last year. We also saw a greater gap 
between the asking price, the list price, and the sales price. Okay, so in January, homes were selling for just 94% of the list price, or in translation, you could say that the buyers are expecting a 6% discount from the list price out there. That's kind of on average. Just got to throw in a little braggadocious thing there. At Diggs, our list price to sale price ratio is still over 100%. We're at a little over 101% right now. Um, but I will tell you, things improved for the sellers anyway in February. The, uh, the number of homes, the available inventory, it fell slightly and the number of sales rose. So that means that we had two things happening, right? And so month supply of inventory dropped down to 1.7 months, which is a level we're a lot more familiar with. And it's an indicator that the seller's market is not going away but I would urge caution. I think that the wise seller is going to be looking at this uncertain market that we're in and they're going to be, they're going to make moves to be the best value on the market. So that's a combination of their list price um, as it relates to their condition, right? So the buyers are paying still really good money for a house that's in moving condition and it looks like that model home, that magazine ready home. And if your home is not in that condition, then you need to look like you are an amazing price. So uh, multiple offers are still happening, but they're only happening for the few homes that look like a major value. The rest of them are struggling a little bit and they might have to adjust their price to find the buyers that are willing to pay it. That's it for our Digs Marketing Minute for March 2019. Without further ado, let's get to our podcast guest. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Love Your Digs. Love it. Today, I am super excited to be talking to organizational maven and guru, Vivian Mayhew. Vivian is a local resident, a mom of some pretty active teenage kids, and she is someone who's very unusual as far as organized concerned. She's the first one that I have met that is a certified Comrie organizer. And if you don't know who Comrie is, uh, you've been underneath a rock. She is the international sensation. She wrote the book, The Magic Art of Tidying. And she also has a hit Netflix show that is also about tidying. And um, many of us are completely obsessed the life-changing magic of tidying up. That's what it's called. Many of us are obsessed with Marie Kondo and her ability to not just tell us how to get our stuff organized, but to actually help us transform our lives so that we are happier, our lives are simpler, and we can enjoy more of the life we are meant to enjoy. Does that sound about right? That sounds right. Not to, you know, <laughs> not to make it sound so big, but it really is that big. It is. It really it is. is. So um, the reason that we asked you to come in is that, you know, it's spring and we're thinking about spring cleaning. And originally, uh, this is, by the way, the third time we've done this podcast. We've had some technical difficulties, have we not? The first time we got together to talk about, I want to talk about spring cleaning. And what I realized is that wasn't the point of the conversation with you. It's really about transforming our lives and we only have to clean once as opposed to every year. Can you tell us a little bit more about why Marie Kondo and the KonMari method helps us to do this just once? Well, in uh, the 
Marie's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, she does mention that once you tidy up the KonMari way, you'll never have to tidy up your home again. And no one can believe that. I can't. I mean, true. really. I mean, we've all gone through our spring cleaning, and six weeks later it still looks like a tornado went through it. Exactly. So how is it that it tr- transforms our lives? Because when you're tidying your home with the KonMari method, you're connecting. You're connecting yourself with everything you own in your home. Well, that just sounds like a whole bunch of gran- granola hoo-hooey. <laughs> yeah, it, it may sound like that, but it's true. Once you tidy your home using her method, you don't need to tidy your home again. You just need to maintain it mm-hmm. and have respect for what you bring into the home and uh, thank any item that no longer sparks joy for you and release it. Oh, we're going to get into that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marie Kondo and Spark Joy it just goes together. Okay, so... I know you have a background in hospitality and and in, or and basically you have always been an organized person. Why would you choose the Comrie method? What was it about it that connected with you? Well, yeah, I've picked up a few organization books as we all have and watched a few shows on you know, Home Garden TV. But when I picked up the life-changing magic of tidying up in January 2015, The book spoke to me like no other book has spoken before and uh, I believed it. I believed all those magical words that she has um, spread out throughout the uh, book and uh, I know it sounds a little bit weird to other people but the method works and uh, it is about um, picking up items, keeping them if you love them, if you don't, release them. Uh, it's about tidying up uh, by category, which uh, shocks a lot of people because you're not tidying up by room. Right, exactly. So we're going to get a little bit into the methods, um, which I know they do a lot on the Netflix show. But I'm just kind of curious. I'm just hearing you talk and I'm thinking, wow, because I always relate things to real estate. It's an occupational hazard. One of the reasons that we're really good at helping buyers buy a house is that we put everything in at the top of the funnel, if you will, right? So that's kind of like what Marie does, put everything in there, not just one room, so not just one type of house, but all of the houses, all of the possibilities. And then we eliminate the stuff that doesn't work and we decide what to keep, right? It sounds like that's what the Kamari method is. The Kamari method, you keep... But sparks joy. Right. And when you're going through your clothing or your books, et cetera, you, you're not choosing what you're going to give away. Right. You are choosing what you love. But you're choosing what you love against all the things that you have. Yes. As correct. opposed to plucking out one, oh, I can, you can only keep five blouses, so you pluck out five blouses. You consider all the blouses. Exactly. And then decide which ones you want. Yes. Or what sparks joy. You can keep however many uh, number of items, but it's about keeping only what you love and then respecting what you keep. Okay, so let's just let's let's make this concrete. Um, lesson number one that she teaches is that you should deal with your clothing. Actually, lesson number one is coming up with your uh, vision for your ideal lifestyle. Oh, your your ideal lifestyle. Mm, that, that in sounds, your home. How, why, why in the world would you do that when you're organizing? Because it, it helps motivate you. Okay. So give me an example of what somebody might do when they when you ask them that question. Okay. Well, in the, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? 
I'd say, Kendall, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning and when you go to your closet? Uh, rested and organized so that I don't have to spend too much time getting ready. Great. So you've, you've laid out that you you basically want an efficient wardrobe. You want to see clothing in there that you can put on, that fits you, that is for your style. Isn't that what everybody wants? Everyone wants that, but yeah. pe- not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of us have um, sentimental clothing mixed in with our regular clothing. So when we open up our wardrobes, we just see a whole lot of stuff that we can't wear. Right. Okay, so so let's let's talk about the clothing. Because it was one of the most shocking things for me in this book is the idea of gathering clothes from every corner of the house. Why do we need to do that with her method? What What's the purpose? Because you need to see and you need to have that visual impact of how much you own. It is kind of shocking, isn't it? It is shocking. Do you have any clients that are not shocked when they do this? No. <laughs> No, and I I make them get the clothes from the garage, from uh, the other bedrooms, you know, the closets in their teenagers' rooms. So I make them collect all the clothing. So what? Are Even you... what's you know they've put aside in the, for the laundry. D- does anybody object to this? What do they say? No, when they say? no, they don't. They're no. just like, yeah, that makes sense. They're so ready. Yeah. Okay. And and what some of the typical reactions once they see everything piled up on top of the bed. Is that how much I own? Yeah, I, w- I would bet. So what what happens? So okay, let's talk about this spark joy thing because that, that's that's gotten a lot of memes, right? Yes. <laughs> so what does it mean, spark joy? How, how would you translate that? Well, what I do with my clients, I women doing the clothing, and you know, no no one really. Or, they may be a little bit confused about what it actually means, spark joy. And I say, pick up something you love and feel your reaction. How do you feel? I can see your face. I know how you're feeling, but tell me how you feel. And then pick up something you don't like. And there's a comparison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's the one that you like. I guess maybe if it resonates with you. Well, what happens? I bought it. I bought Oh my gosh, I bought this brilliant yellow dress for Anissa's wedding. Um, and I was in a weird headspace when I did it. That's that that dress was a very expensive dress. How do you get rid of something? I mean, I'm never gonna li- wear a bright yellow dress again. How can you get rid of something that you spent a lot of money on? Or maybe it was given to you by a loved one? How do you do that? You thank the item for teaching you that maybe yellow isn't your colour or that that style isn't a, doesn't do you any good. And uh, with those words, you, you've shown respect to the item and it's easier to donate it, easier to release it from your life. What about the clothes that I'm going to be able to wear again someday? Well, most of us don't wear those someday clothing. I mean, maybe I'm going to lose that 20 pounds. You know what? When you lose that weight, go out and, <laughs> and celebrate by buying something, you know, that's fashionable, that looks great on you. Right. So you're basically saying keep the clothes that spark joy, that make you happy right now. Yes. Not what made you happy in the past or what might make you happy in the future. You know, if it's a sentimental item that made you happy in the past, uh-huh. when we're going through clothing together, Kendall, I would say 
let's put that item uh, in the sentimental category and we'll deal with that when you're ready. Okay. Okay. All right. Excellent. So after you do clothes, then what do you do? We're going to gather all the books, all the books that you own. We're not going to be dealing with books that your spouse or your children own. It's the books that you own. I see. It, same with the clothes, right? We're not dealing the whole family's clothes. It's just no, my it's clothes. it's a one-on-one. One-on-one. It's a person thing, not yes. a family thing. Okay. So all the books that I own, and I'm going to guess, figure out which spark joy. Yes. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. So understanding what spark joys is kind of the foundation here. Absolutely. So that everything that you're surrounded with. You love. Makes you happy when you look around your your home and you're not seeing projects that you haven't completed at because you don't want to. You're not seeing books you haven't read because they're too boring. Yeah. So I I I, I get you there. Um so you're going through the house, making sure that everything you love. What do you do with the items once you've selected the things that you love? Then you uh, donate them. Okay. No, no, I'm seeing the stuff that you actually are going to keep. Stuff so you're now you're going to keep. It's piled out on the bed. What happens now? Well, then uh, well, you put them away. Well, that just sounds so simple. Just boom, just stick them in the drawer, do all willy-nilly. Well, well, we're going to do, uh, I'll teach you how to do the uh, KonMari method of folding. And it's uh, folding vertically, uh, folding clothes in a way that they become like small rectangles and then you can uh, place them in your drawers vertically. i got to tell you guys, um, you probably have already guessed this, but I'm kind of a Marie Kondo fan. And yeah, I've done all that stuff, laughing every moment of it because she's so crazy, crazy like a fox, right? This vertically stacking my t-shirts, my pants, my sweaters, my scarves is amazing. That is transformational. Being able to see everything, being able to pluck one thing out and not messing up the entire pile. Amazing. What are some of the other things that your, your clients find amazing with the tips that you teach them? That you, you can find storage in your own home. You don't need to go out to a an organizing supply uh, I love the shop. container store, but I can't afford it. That Well, then you don't need to go to the container <laughs> store when you tidy up. So so say more about that. What does that mean? Well, if you have uh, little uh, phone boxes from Apple or oh, Samsung. Yeah, I have a lot of those. I have a lot of Apple boxes of all sorts. They're perfect, especially when you're doing your little supplies for your office mm-hmm. in the drawers. So Apple phone boxes and shoe, shoe boxes. boxes. Yes, we love shoe boxes and shoe lids. Interestingly enough, shoe lids are great uh, for putting in your utensil drawer mm-hmm. because then the items aren't rolling around, making that clanging sound, and everything stays in place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there other things that Marie teaches that you teach that make an impact? What surprises your clients the most? That we can make the drawers just look so beautiful with what what with what they've kept. Really, uh, an example: I did a uh, spice drawer uh-huh. with uh, my client a few weeks ago, and we uh, before she used to have the spices in a cupboard, but after she had uh, released everything that she 
wasn't using or, or had expired, we were left with just enough to put in a drawer and we decorated it with these beautiful little um, salt and pepper shakers that she had, uh, sterling silver and, and made of bamboo. And they were like little jewels in the drawer. Really? And it, so it's just stuff that she had and yes. you repurposed it and instead of going out and buying a whole bunch of stuff. No, no, this client uh, has loved it that we haven't bought one single thing. I'm sure that that is a big relief for a lot of people. We see so often, we're sold so often, uh, a series of plastic boxes that all matches. No. You don't no. need that. Well, you're welcome to upgrade after if you want to. You know, maybe the shoe boxes aren't working for you and uh, you've gone to the container store. <laughs> I mean, there's beautiful acrylic boxes, clear or acrylic Ikea. boxes. It's another failing but like you don't that. need to, and your drawers will look beautiful, and your clothes will stand up straight if you fold them vertically and put them in shoe boxes in your drawer, and everything will have a place. And uh, you know, you've talked a couple of times about how this method transforms lives. Can you give any? I mean, that sounds like a pretty high claim. Can you give us an idea of somebody that you helped maybe transform? Oh, I have so many examples, but the one that I'm thinking of at the moment is of a client who was going through a divorce. Oh, that's a transformation. Yes, and uh, there were still a lot of items that belonged to her husband that he had, hadn't had uh, taken from the home, and uh, I came in to do her whole home with her, and we went through clothing, and she was very uh, happy to release the wedding dress. The which, wedding dress. Yes, there wasn't any hesitation. So I knew that she um, was ready to do this mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. she said, yes, let's do the, donate the wedding dress. And uh, going into the kitchen, he uh, was had, had been very productive in the kitchen and uh, there was so much uh, of him in the kitchen and it was really releasing for her to say goodbye to uh, a lot of the items that he had bought and, and then later on, she replaced them with what she loved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how did she feel after you guys finished this process? Uh, totally joyful and just so happy. And mm. she had a vision for her home. And I uh, revisited her um, a month ago. Um, I had done her home a year ago. And I went to go and visit her to do the annual maintenance check. And she's glowing and she's, she was just so happy that we had done this work together. And Which is another th- question that I have for you. At the top of this uh, interview, we talked about how you do it once and you don't have to do it again. So you came and you did a maintenance appointment with this divorcee. So w- what was necessary about the maintenance and what did you wind up doing? Uh, I went, um, helped her uh, with clothing but we didn't have to put all the clothing on the bed she had an idea of what she wasn't going to keep but we revisited her linen cupboard Mm. and she um in that in the past year she'd only uh, used um, bedding for one guest and uh, she uh, realized that she didn't need to have everything so the maintenance was actually more about tidying even further and simplifying her life and even bringing more joy yes I gotcha. So it's not like she had to redo it. No, we didn't have to bring out all the books, all the papers, because mm-hmm. we'd already done that. Mm-hmm. But she um, she had an idea that the linen closet, that maybe the first time too much had sparked joy. Okay. Or she okay. might have been cautious. Because I think that many of us would be afraid that we go through this great big whopping deal and then stuff would start accumulating again and we'd have to do the whopping deal again. 
And you're saying that stuff had not accumulated. In fact, she was just going further into her tidying. Yes. That's really awesome. So a lot of times here at Diggs, we encounter people who are in the process of downsizing or at least fantasizing about downsizing. It used to be in fashion to have the biggest house on the block. And now people are saying, I'd like to have the biggest life on the block, right? So do you ever help families go from a big space down to a smaller one? And what does that look like? Oh, wow. I have just done that. Uh, Family moved from 3,000 square foot to a 2,000 square foot to an 800. Oh my goodness. 800. So from 3,000 to 800 with a middle stop. Yes. That's, that's downsizing. How did that go and how did you help them? Oh, it was incredible. Um, They released so much because the desire was to get into the 800. uh, How many people were in the family? Uh, Family of four. Family of four. Two young children. In an 800 square foot house. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm all ears. Tell me how you did it. And uh, we just, uh, well, she was ready and uh, she, we just um, kept what was needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you go from 2,000 to 800, you have to be realistic. And uh, we, she, she was ruthless, ruthless. How did the kids react? Uh, They had a part in it as well. And uh, uh, when we, we did get to the 800, uh, more clothing was released. Okay. So, so it was a lot of it was clothing. Yeah, a lot of it was clothing and toys because of younger children. Yeah. I mean, I would think that it would be difficult for the children to let go of their toys. Yes. Well, they had, they did play a part in it, only kidding, okay. what they really loved. And they were very happy about doing it. Wow. And the, the children's drawers look beautiful and it's easy for them to pick out their clothing now because everything's folded vertically. Uh-huh. And actually, I think one of the biggest things was the arts and crafts. Okay, yeah. So downsizing on the arts and crafts, I think that was the hardest. That was the hardest part for yeah. them. How interesting. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was a lot of ground that we covered in a short period of time. Um, if people are interested in having you help them tidy their home, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Go to my website, tidyuplosangeles.com. Tidyuplosangeles.com. For those of you who've been listening to my podcast, you know that that will be in the show notes, as well as a few other bits of information and a summary of what we've talked about. Is there any parting shots or wisdom that you have for our audience? Yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid? Are no, you kidding? This is fearful for a lot of people. Look, I'll be with you all the way. And uh, if you're not in Los Angeles you can, and you're somewhere else, you can go to the KonMari.com website and find a consultant in your area. I'll way. get that note mm-hmm. into the show note as well, though most of the people here are local. Um, and so there are many people who are just, they find this daunting, but you're telling me that you're part psychologist and you'll help them through there, through this. I truly am. I'm a coach, life coach, therapist. We talk a lot. You know? I'll bet you do. I'll yeah. bet you do. Well, Vivian, this has been a delight. Thank you for coming yet again. This is the one that's going to stick. It's the best conversation we've had so far. Um, And we have a couple of offers for those who are interested. Please check the show notes. Um, And again, just thank you for coming through. Thank you. 